This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Music's greatest songs, greatest songs worth covering. Original classic hit makers. I love it. I love, love, love bringing quite a random song. It's not random for me. I do remember this clicking around in the 80s and we are going back to 1985. But when you've got a situation where artists like The Weeknd, um, like, um, who else did I see? Nelly Furtado, Keisha and Radiohead all name this band, Talking Heads, as one of their deep influences then you can understand why they actually played a really pivotal part in the making of a certain trend, that 80s to early 90s. They only lasted about six years and then they had a a four-year hiatus and then it was kind of a a, a situation where certain band members left and they would release live albums and then uh, some of the members of the band would go off and play under different names, different bands, things like that. But there was three main core people that have stayed together all through. So let's talk about them. Talking Heads is the name, and the, and this is my favourite song of theirs, but it's not necessarily their best-selling. It's just the one that I liked, and it was triggered by me watching reruns of Gossip Girl. <laughs> the fact that I'm admitting that on air. Um, is there any other Gossip Girl fans out there? It's just that kind of wonderful American drivel that you can let just slide over you, and you've had a busy day. You know, you can walk out, get a cup of tea, come back in. You're fine. Um, But they were playing Talking Heads, and I thought, how interesting. All right, so they're an American rock band. They were formed, funnily enough, in 1975. I had no idea they went back that far. And they were formed in New York City, active through till 1991. But they, they hit their peak in the 80s. So you've got David Byrne, totally. He's the lead vocals and guitarist, um, and he was kind of fundamental to the whole thing. Chris France, who was on drums. Tina Weymouth, who was actually his girlfriend and then became his wife. She was on bass but couldn't play the bass before they needed a bassist for the band. Yes, I'll tell you the story in a minute. And Jerry Harrison, who was on keyboards and guitar. Um, They were described by um, a critic called Stephen Thomas as one of the most critically acclaimed bands of the 80s. They were absolutely huge. They helped to pioneer new wave music. And if you think of bands like Blondie was part of the new wave um, and they were spearheading it. Talking Heads were there. Um, And they integrated, and this is where it's so crazy because they integrated the uh, punk, punk, art rock, funk, world music, avant-garde. I mean, they went on a whole middle section where they were introduced to Afrobeats and they went off and did a couple of albums under that. And that's why they're so quirky. Um, They were all art school students as well, which I love. So 1970s, they're in New York. New York punk scene is is taking off. And these students are mates. Um, And they started with a band called Talking Heads 77. Okay, so that's what they did. And then they then they scrapped that. Then they released certain things. They started to get um, a following. And initially, they couldn't get um, a recording contract. They had a big following, but they couldn't get a recording contract. And then suddenly they did. And then suddenly everyone was taking notice of them. Um, They were inducted inducted let's go with inducted not inducted but inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame in 2002 four of their albums um four it's a lot appear in rolling stones list of 500 greatest albums of all times and um three of their songs were included among rock and roll hall of fame's 500 songs so psycho killer life during wartime and once in a lifetime none of which i am actually taking I'm, I'm playing for you. I'm so busy looking at all the deets, I don't want to miss anything. So imagine uh, School of Design in, in Rhode Island, and you've got David Byrne, and you've got the drummer Chris France. 
Now, his girlfriend, Tina, used to drive them around when they were doing gigs. She didn't play an instrument. She was driving them around. And then they moved to New York after uni and um, they moved into a loft together. And apparently, um, the story goes that, that Chris France went, just learn the bass, will you? Because we can't find a bassist. How hilarious is that? So you've got you've got three. You've got David, Chris and Tina together and they're going, we can't find a bassist. So she started to learn the bass. And also, apparently, they taught her to learn the bass. France taught her to by encouraging her to listen to Susie Quantro. Now, if you don't know who Susie Quantro is, then tomorrow I'm going to play a Susie Quantro song and Hass will just love that. Um, my mum and dad used to play Susie Quantro. She's like the original female rocker. And I know there'll be musicians out there going, yeah, of course I know Susie Quantro. But her in her leather trousers with her guitar, nothing like it. Google if you want to. But tomorrow, if you don't want to Google it, don't worry. Tomorrow at 6.10, I will be giving you the story of, of uh, Susie Quantro. My dad loved her. So, um, you've got a string of albums, Psycho Killer being absolutely huge, loads of collaborations. They loved doing that. And as soon as they met someone um, that they loved, they would then actually adopt that person's style, which meant that they managed to flit through all the different genres. Eventually, it got to the stage where uh, they had a big hiatus and they all were going off doing different things. Um, and then one of them announced um, that he was leaving. And the rest of the band, but he did it to a magazine. Um, he was doing a, a, you know, a, a press piece and he said, yeah, I'm leaving. The rest of the band found out through actually reading this article. None of them thought that was, that was uh, very nice and it was all a bit clunky. Um, but it's just the way it was. Uh, the other three went off and they actually just wanted to, they just wanted to play, you know. So they did lots of different um, collaborations. Uh, the Happy Mondays sung with them or Sean Ryder from the Happy Mondays sung with them. Um, you had Blondie sing with them. Oh, uh, Michael Hutchins from In Excess, he sung with them. And they did a tour where they, and then did an album as well where they just used all these incredible singers. Rock, rock to the core. And, um, and these guys would all just um, do their thing. Who remembers the Fine Young Cannibals? Because the Fine Young Cannibals is in there as well. And some of these names, I'm like, oh my goodness. I remember that song. My parents played that or it was around. So I might actually do the Fine Young Cannibals as well. So there you have it. That is the band. Let me tell you about this song because it's kind of weird. The Road to Nowhere is written by David Byrne and it was from the album Little Creatures. It also appeared on the Best of Talking Heads, which I'm pretty sure that I ended up having. Um, listen to some of their, um, some of their album uh, names. Really funny. Sand in the Vaseline, popular favourites. One in a Lifetime box um they just they come up with some they came out with some really funny stuff but when they asked burn um what was going on when he wrote this he said i wanted to write a song that presented a re-signed sort of joyful look at doom he said because doom is coming death is coming so is the apocalypse this is a quote by the way this isn't me talking um don't don't get negative don't worry we'll move on and he said but i wanted to have a joyful comedy look at it and i think i succeeded the video is really strange it's got lots of people coming in uh, the camera moves fast they move awkwardly and it's quite with various objects revolving around but you know what he said he said the song actually is based on two notes and it was quite boring. So they added a section at the front, which was a white gospel choir um, and they're in the video. And he said, I wrote that especially just so that there was a little bit of difference in the song. Anyway, 
The video won at the MTV Video Music Award in 1986. The song won all sorts of things. Everyone loved it. Um, and uh, the video actually was then used by Peter Gabriel in Sledgehammer and Big Time next year. Both songs that I need to cover on the music greats. So now have a listen to this song. Remember, it's only really two notes and the gospel choir at the front were added just so they could make the song more interesting. It's Talking Heads on the Music Greats on Yellow Home. Well, we know where we're going, but we don't know where we've been. And we know. Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 5 p.m.